Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the World's Greatest Podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Boop, boop, boop. And Stan isn't here this week, is he, Jim? He's not here. He's cried it off. A bit like Gary Neville, potentially. Yeah, we've just seen though that he's not MNF tonight and... In bigger news, Stan's Stan's not a quick pod. Let's just get that right. That is the bigger news. Yeah, that is most definitely the bigger news. And unfortunately for Stan, I'll tell you where he is because he won't tell you and he's gone AWOL from social media. So he's actually gone to Saudi Arabia to speak to Ronaldo to see if he'll come back because I just think that now now they've realised that he wasn't the problem, and Stan has realised that, so credit to Stan for seeing the light. And there's, there's, there's early reports of what he's packed in his suitcase, and I will say it's a lot of green and yellow wool yeah. and knitting gear, Yeah. and I don't know what he's going to make, mm. but it's something to do with Norwich Scar. Oh, okay, okay. So Dealey Smith might be out there as well. So. Yes. Ooh, Stan, you're in for a treat, and... Let's hope Delia's not working when she's out there. Anyway, so, so <laughs> she's not allowed. Yeah, so something <laughs> something that wasn't working this weekend. Nice little segue. United players' brains, Jim. They, yes. they, they, they all went fucking dead this weekend. <laughs> yes, it was very fun. Yeah, it, it was, and it was a nice change because it feels like the fastest week in football, especially if you're a Man United fan. But it was hard to see them actually win anything last week, and this immediately is just completely dissipated any of that yeah well we had some talk last week didn't we about um how Liverpool United's roles and seasons have changed in the space of a year and how the how a year is so short in football but yeah like you just said a week is um just as short when you think United were in major trophy victory last week against Newcastle and Wembley and then this week do you suffer like the heaviest defeat in in that rivalry I mean 7 0 to Liverpool. Um, it got very embarrassing very quickly, didn't it? It did, and it's United's biggest defeat in 92 years, which oh, is wow. just for, for everything Eric Ten Hag is doing well, that's a record he most definitely wouldn't want. Yeah, and it's, do, do you think, I've thought we'll talk about the game in a second, but United have been on the end of, I know they had a good season this year, though. I mean, we're not going to take that away from them, but they've been on the, the end of some heavy defeats this season and um, in previous seasons as well, and a lot of them players at United have. The capable of that, if a, like a game can get away from yeah. obviously CBU six three this season, and I mean that should have been a, an eight nil game. It was six one from like majority of it. Brentford and Brighton did yeah, it quite there. handedly early in the season. It's something these players are capable, of and it's still something that Tenag has to get out from, doesn't it? Definitely. And last week we was praising the mentality, and it looked like the penny had finally dropped, and a lot of the experienced players that United have, and the mentality that they brought to the clubs, rubbing off on all the. The younger players, but this immediately is just a massive case of one step forward and two steps back. And I just want to ask you, Jim, Bruno Fernandez, in in this game, he was at one point he was annoyed for not getting substituted, which <laughs> is absolutely mental that he's the captain and he's behaving like that. And immediately when he was doing that, I was thinking, if that was Ronaldo, imagine if that was Ronaldo. Oh yeah, that. that would be the biggest story, wasn't it? Yeah. The weekend, probably. Um, yeah, and he, and he pushed an official. Let's just get that right. That's yeah. They very quickly lost it. <laughs> they, they lost the Reds, and he, he, could have gone. He, he, no, he should have gone. He did not. Could have gone. He should have gone. I think we should, should have had about twenty yellow cards within this game. I think he was particularly bad. I think if we're going to single out players for United, let's do it. Um, but I mean, all, all of them you can do. But I think Luke Shaw was probably my worst pick of the bunch, and it was a very bad bunch. Um, but it happened so quickly because in the first half, I mean, I think, I think Liverpool. 
started the game stronger, which you'd expect, because I think they're playing well at the minute. I think the last five league games have not conceded a goal, and they're getting themselves back into top four contention, they're becoming the team that they, they should have been this season. Um, but then United had a good spell before the end of the half. I, I think they, they definitely should have went ahead. Bruno had a header. Um, Just wide. I think Rashford had one, a bit of a one on one word. I don't think he managed to get the shots off, but yeah, they was, they was getting in behind before the first half, and then Gakpo scored a brilliant goal. It was such a good goal, I think. I mean, there's some good goals this game. Um, I think both of Gakpo, Gakpo's are my picks of the goals of the game because of what happened before and the pass from Robertson. And yeah, um, and literally they came out the second half and it's like they didn't didn't start. The full just carried on playing. And United just, I mean, they conceded straight away, didn't they? And then from there it just went from bad to worse, from worse to... Tits up. Tits up, yes. <laughs> Tits <laughs> um, up. Yeah, shocking. And I mean, Liverpool look like the older pool. Um, Klopp mentioned it, that this feels like a game from last season. It was very, very emotive, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. they just, they didn't even, I don't think they could, but keeping the clean sheet, they just wanted to attack and attack and attack. And yeah, they kept doing it and it was, yeah, credit to them. It was a great win. And it was, yeah, it kind of feels like, don't feel like Liverpool's back, I'm not going to say that, but it definitely yeah. felt like a last season Liverpool team performance. Yeah, and, uh, Regardless of what Liverpool go on to achieve, this will be a result that's fledged in their history forever. And I just think that that's the thing that United will be licking the wounds most about in this, is that all the good work and all the praise has just been undone. And they did mentally just break very easily. And that's, that's the worrying thing. And it's the encouraging thing for teams around United and teams when you play United, that they have got loose cannons that can be got at. Casemiro's been known to see red. Lissandra Martinez plays on the edge a lot of the time like you said Luke Shaw could have gone the other day and I, th- I think that a lot of the United fans that I know not including Stan because I've not actually spoken to him about this game but they said they saw this coming I know they said they've been playing well but for example the game in the FA Cup I can't remember who they played um, I think it was another Prem team West Ham it, one it was it was West yeah Ham. and um, yeah I spoke to my mate and he was like we played really bad in that game we really didn't deserve to win again they thought this was coming. I didn't, don't think anyone saw this coming. It was a thousand to one, I believe, the actual scoreline. I bet some fuck right down as well. Yeah, probably like a, fi- <laughs> a five or three bet. Just For thinking, me, there you go. Score as well. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't, yeah, Liverpool to nil. For me, no last goal scorer. But no, credit where credit's due for Liverpool. All their attackers played out the skin in this game, and where they've been wasteful in the past year, and they were ruthless in this game. And although we have said how shit United were, and let's get one thing straight, they were shit. Enjoyably shit. Oh yeah, fantastic. Um, but yeah, credit to Liverpool. Yeah, most uh, most hours a player that comes to mind when you think of players who have played like the previous selves. Um, he was ruthless, wasn't he? I mean, the fourth when he just absolutely smacked it in was classic Salah, and I mean the one before that when I mean I've probably watched this clip like twenty times. But in the first within ten minutes of it happening, I've watched the clip of Salah sitting down the butcher. The best centre-back in the league. You don't often see a centre-back turn the other way and run away from an attacker that's running at him. I mean, that's how much Salah had him in a spin. And yeah. it does just, he, just he, was, he was so good to watch because he just he just looks good. Because Salah's literally one step ahead of him every single dribble, every little dribble. Just when Martinez is turning round to get himself positioned, Salah already put Gakpo through. And yeah. Yeah, Gakpo finishes at the near post. And that's a classic. I mean... De Gea doesn't make himself look the biggest, does he, at the near post? He's a history no. of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame for United fans that 
that Dean Anderson is obviously playing as well as he was for Forest before Navas is coming in because De Gea's time has been up at United for a few seasons now, in my opinion. And yeah. what does he do well? I know, I know keepers that he makes the odd save, doesn't he? But yeah. I mean, but you've got to back... be feet to get away with stuff like yeah. this, and haven't we... you? And he didn't even take goal kicks this game. I noticed. I mean. It was, it was quite. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> what are talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually quite embarrassing. That. <laughs> like, you can kind of sit your own goal kicks, fella. Sorry, well, Steve. He's not listening. He might be. He might be. I just do. Don't arrest me. Very nice Christmas. No anyway. One. No one. He's a, he's a keeper. <laughs> that gets beat well too often at that near post. And I mean, yeah. it's a good finish, but you shouldn't really get beat from that angle that often. No. Um, no. Where else is he going to put it? He has nowhere to put it. He just kind of lays down. I don't know. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a mad game, a mad game. And like you said before, the Liverpool fans will I'll go down their history. I mean, when you said that, I thought of City being United 6-1. We've not forgot about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, a great, a great event. It, it, it turned into an event in the end rather than a football game. It did. And you know what's mad about this? It, I genuinely thought United would get something from this game. I remember saying to multiple people, I don't see United losing this game. And then, and then for him to score just before half-time Liverpool and then just after half-time and then concede six in the second half. Like, What did Ten Hag say to, to United at half-time? Because it completely didn't work. And <laughs> yeah, What was he doing in the half-time yeah. team? So. It was 1-0 at half-time. <laughs> it was 1-0 at half-time. Yeah, it's quite an even game. Um, Which is mad to say. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Liverpool were like, a mad price at Anfield. I think there was something they were like just short, about two to one, seven to five, something like that. It's 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 a price that you never see Liverpool at Anfield for the past seven years. Um, True. And they made mince meat of the bookies. That is correct, Jim. We are going to smash the bookies in our next segment, bet of the week. But you didn't think we'd let Stan get off the hook this easy for bailing on the pod when United gets slapped. So. This is Stan currently going through the seven stages of grief and he's done a little voice note for all the people that listen to the podcast that have a Stan fetish. So this will tickle your private parts. Well, <laughs> I said last week on the pod, uh, what a difference a year makes. Well, what, a, what a difference a week makes. Uh, United, a week ago, uh, won the Carabao Cup or the Energy Drink Super Cup Carabobbins Challenge, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and today uh, we're talking about United being beaten 7-0 by Liverpool at Anfield which you know I don't think anybody expected um, not even probably the most enthusiastic and positive uh, of a Liverpool fan um, but, but that's where we are um, I don't really I'm not going to say anything nice about Liverpool because I don't like them so I'll, I'll leave that to the rest of you this is all going to be the United perspective uh, and I think perspective is, is a key word here obviously the defeat is 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 awful. Um, the scoreline is awful. It's our worst defeat since I don't know sliced bread uh, or, or whatever the saying is. It's not that, not not that saying, but um, yeah. I, I don't think it, it sounds stupid because it was seven nil, but I don't think I've seen a team. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I've not seen a team kind of aid their own downfall as much as I saw that United team and that United defence yesterday. I mean, the McTominay goal where it hit his hip and landed at Salah, who hits it crossbar and in. The other Salah goal where Shaw goes to clear it, kicks it up Firmino and it drops to Salah in the six-yard box. Darwin Nunes with two headers in the six-yard box, a goal before half-time, a goal 
After half-time, uh, it was an absolute shit show. Liverpool had seven shots in the second half and scored six of them. Uh, and they had eight shots on target in the game and, as we know, scored seven of them. So, I want to say a freak result, but, I mean, that you could probably argue that that takes away from, from the fact Liverpool have just won 7-0. But I think, again, it's, some Liverpool fans would say they didn't even get out of second gear yesterday and I'd be inclined to, believe, uh, to agree with them. And I think that kind of goes with how bad United really were yesterday. Uh, I'm not going to single out individuals too much in, in this chat, uh, you know, despite Gary Neville trying his best for some bizarre reason to pick out Bruno Fernandes, despite him carrying United almost single-handedly for the last two or three years. Um, so I, I, I won't be doing that. But as a unit, I mean, some awful individual performances and as a team, I mean, even worse uh, Ten Hag came out after the game and said that they gave up on each other, uh, they didn't fight for each other, uh, and it was unprofessional performance, and all three of those things are correct, and to give the squad credit, it's not um, they're not three things that I would have associated with United since the uh, since the World Cup, it's only the second loss for United since the World Cup in all competitions, with the other loss being a last minute goal conceded at, at the Emirates to top of the league Arsenal, so you can take that really, Um but you know the way in which we lost we've lost two other times this season in a similar way uh, 4-0 at half time at Brentford uh, 4-0 at half time at City and it ended up being 6-3 uh, the only positives I can take from those is after Brentford we won our next four league games and after City we didn't lose a game in all competitions for 10 matches so United need to do it again. It's as simple as that. I mentioned perspective before. United need to take this as what it is, and it's a battering, but at the end of the day, it's one result. Welcome back, listeners. That music can only mean one thing, and it means your pig, Mrs. or Mr., is going to get something nice because you're going to win better the week this week. And we're going to start off Sean Dyche. And he's going to play Brentford this week with those Everton boys. We're going to go Everton versus Brentford, both teams to score. Then we're going to move down to the King Power, Chelsea versus Leicester. We're going to go Chelsea away winning this one. We're going to build on some momentum after we hopefully beat Dortmund on Tuesday. But going in, more importantly, from that Leeds win. More on that later. And then we're going to head down to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham Hotspur, both teams to score result against Nottingham Forest. And then last but not least, Man City away at Sellers Park. Just Man City winning this one, Jim. So we're going to recap the bet of the week. Everton versus Brentford, both teams to score. Chelsea to win away at Leicester. Tottenham Hotspur, Nottingham Forest, both teams to score. Result, Tottenham. And Man City to win away at Crystal Palace. And Jim, what can the listeners do with that information? They can shove it in their hackers. Right, welcome back, listeners. Um, hope you got on that bet of the week there. Um, we Cook did just mention a little bit about Chelsea, the ever-optimistic Chelsea fan you are, Cook. But he has every right to be happy this week. They finally scored a goal. Yes. Talk me through the goal. Oh, well, great build-up play. <laughs> no, it genuinely was, a, it was off a corner, and it was Wesley Fofana, which is mad because under Potter we're really bad from set pieces. And it was under Frank, we was actually really good from him. So just having Fofana back in the team was really nice to see. And he had a bit of a wobbly... First 40 minutes, I would say, in this game as well, which is credit to him for because he got, he got a little bit bullied and he's coming back from quite a big injury again. Broke his leg literally about 18 months ago, so went for a big fee as well. And it's like having a new signing because he's genuinely barely played. 
And not having Silva did show in spaces, but 1-0 was probably about right. Leeds were very poor. Like I, I will have to say that. Leeds yeah. were very we'll, poor. We'll get on to them. I mean, it's a good time for fans to come back. Like you just say with yeah. Silva, oh, I mean, someone's got to step up because yeah. with all these players, you've got, we've mentioned it multiple times, and with Thiago Silva at 93, he's still your best player. Go. <laughs> for five minutes, I took out a stewardess. Did you see that? That was fun. That was so funny. <laughs> he's trying to find her on Twitter, I believe. He's got something for her. I'm not sure what it is. Oof. <laughs> I hope it's not what I think it is. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> I hope, I hope, well, I hope he's not been talking to Hikimi. <laughs> Let's just say that. Okay, no comment. Um, we will go on to what we've previously alluded to. Chelsea have got a big week ahead of Mandy Cook. I mean, they're 1-0 down to Dortmund, and you've got to build on this win against Leeds, and they're still very much in the tie on tomorrow night. We're recording on Monday, so tomorrow night's a big one. You're already feeling a bit nervous. Um, Extremely. Are you thinking maybe the same team plays against Leeds? Was it that kind of situation, or...? Was it not one of them performances where you were so good you think you just got to stick to that? Is there still yeah, work to be yeah. done? Yeah, what what was really good and really positive about this game was we went three at the back and, and Potter has never, never not, I nearly said that, <laughs> that was a bit weird, but Potter has always played with a back four. Regardless of the system, it's always been a back four, really. And for him to basically go for the Conte-Tuchel system makes us equally as good defensively because we have conceded the same amount of goals as Arsenal this year. But attacking wise, we investigated the space better in our full backs slash wing backs. It was Chilwell and Loftus Cheek in this one because James had tight tightness in his hamstring, something like that, before the Dortmund game. So he's, he might not even play. He, he could have been rested. We probably yeah. he, he might be back tomorrow. Yeah, fingers crossed. But uh, the back three really suited Chelsea and it really suited the inexperience of the actual back three, Badia Shile, Fafana, and then it ended up being Chalaba towards the end, so it was really experienced. And I think that'll be the back three, minus Badiashile, um with Chalaba, sorry, and uh, Fafana with Koulibaly against Dortmund because Badiashile is not registered. So we oh, could get oh, Felix in. He couldn't drop the ball up to Jackson <laughs> yeah, injured. Yeah, that is mad. And it, you always run the risk, but Mudrick didn't play at all in this game, so I am thinking that he is going to save him for, for this game. Yeah, so we could see Mudrick. Koulibaly, Reese yeah. James probably come in. Um, yeah. Tuesday nice game. And Potentially Kante as well. Potentially. Oh, well, there you go. And, and I think that, that three at the back, he can kind of do two things for Chelsea because you're not, you're not scoring enough goals, have you? No um, you get He gets your wing-backs who are good attacking further up. Yeah. And with Thiago Silva now coming out of the team, you can kind of protect him more by putting more centre-backs on the pitch. They might not be yeah. as good, but if you've got more of them there together, it yeah. gives you a better chance, doesn't it? 100%, lad. And... And genuinely, a lot of players really excel in that system because you kind of almost have that security blanket of the other person. And you tend to, in, in back threes we played in the past, we've always put our either our fastest or our weakest defender in there. But it, it's not like that under Potter or, or Tuchel for that matter. We're not really playing with a sweeper. But with Silva not playing, that's the big one this week. I think that having the back three again allows you to play without a defensive-minded player like Akante, which we've not had all season, really, and to allow you to play with Kovacic and Enzo, which Enzo played quite high in this one. I'd say Kovacic was, uh, again, in Tuchel talk there, single six uh, for this one, but it allowed him to be, and we, like I said, Leeds, Leeds were poor. I, I cannot under, underline that anymore. They were yeah. really bad. Well, we'll, we'll get on to them. But you've then. got a bill from somewhere. You, you have, you definitely have, and we, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to Leeds. Um, we're going to talk a bit about the teams we're struggling. Um, Sorry, Leeds. Just, just a bit later on, but Leeds, I mean, when I seen that, when I seen you was playing on the weekend, I thought, yeah, Chelsea will finally get something there, and then he kind of, 
something struck in the back of my mind where in the past month or so I've thought of teams who would desperately need a win and then Leeds come and visit them and you think, yeah, they'll probably get the Leeds. It was only two weeks ago or maybe even a week ago, I can't remember when it was, that bumped into a um, friend of the pod, Snakey, in the pub and he was yeah. going to the Everton-Leeds game and he wasn't confident. And before and, he, and he, I was thinking, Everton definitely need a win and at home to Leeds is just the just the fixture you want in this season. Yeah. And I think the week after that, or the before that, I'm getting my days mixed up, Nottingham Forest really needed a win. What happened? Leeds come and visit them. They get three points. And I mean, you've got to worry for Leeds a little bit there. Yeah, I, I genuinely think, and I'm trying not to put my, my bias on it because I like him as a coach, but I feel like under Jesse Marsh, they would have had more of a go. I genuinely believe well, that. Well, they beat you this, this season, didn't they? Yeah, they beat us convincingly at yeah. Ellen Road. Unfortunately, I was at that game. Gallagher got sent off, but they, they slapped us before that even happened, so it was irrelevant. But I genuinely think that Javi Grassi is such an uninspiring appointment, and if you are going to sack Jesse Marsh, at least have someone near his level, because this is a Champions League coach, someone yeah. that has coached in multiple games. And I, and I, think, it, I games. think it's evident from what's happened post-March leaving that at least didn't really have a plan, did they? And that's, no. it's just not a good way to run your club, especially when it's this tight in the league. Um, 100% mate. And we'll, we'll go on to that, quick. I'll just pull up the league here now. It's, I think there's something stupid, like six points between eight and nine players, eight and nine teams, sorry. So Bournemouth and Southampton are both joint bottom on 21 points. And then just six points ahead of them is Crystal Palace in 12. So, I mean, that's eight teams um, that are, have been dragging through relegation fight. I mean, you can look at maybe Palace and Wolves who are at the top end of that and think maybe they're too good, especially if Wolves got a good win this weekend. Um, but Palace are in free fall. Um, Leicester are really struggling. I mean, they had a really bad... Defeat on the weekend. Oh, we'll speak about um, that. Yeah, we'll speak about West Ham are really struggling, and you, you kind of look at teams like Leicester and West Ham. I think Myers and Rogers have done good jobs previously, but I mean, is it time to move on from them? Do you think? Is it when when do you pull the trigger with only 33, 36 points to play for than the rest of the season? It's mad, isn't it? Like they they've obviously stuck with these people in the past, and and you've wondered is it the cheap option or is it the correct option? That that's the the fine line with these football clubs. So. It's the richest league in the world for, for good reason and obviously the higher you finish up in this league the better but staying up has got to be the, the ultimate goal. But the problem is for, for West Ham and Leicester how much good grace is in the bank for, for these managers. Moise hasn't even won an FA Cup and that's not like a, a slouch on him. Brendan Rodgers overachieved and won an FA Cup at Leicester but even that how much good grace is in the bank. Claudio Ranieri won a league and was sacked seven months later or so. Yeah, so, so Leicester fans... I don't want to say you're a fickle bunch, but again, I've said it to many a team, stay in your lane, because I think Brendan Rodgers is a good coach, and I feel like if Tottenham Hotspur were to leave Antonio Conte, he could genuinely go there and, and make Spurs a, a competitive team. And that's not a slouch on Leicester, but that's what I think about Rodgers, and I think a good workman's only as good as his tools, and I think that if Leicester sack him, that would be a big regret. However, West Ham... I think could do with the change. I genuinely do. I think it's gone a bit stale. What do you reckon about that? Yeah, I'm inclined to agree there. Um, when you look at when you compare Leicester and West Ham over recent years, Leicester's the team that's been cherry picked from. Um, yeah, that's we just spoke off for Fana, Chilwell, and we both played for Kante, Mares, Casper Michael left oh, the season. Water. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no drink water. It was his birthday the other day. Was it? But yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Leicester. Uh, the beginning part of this season was playing 
was it Johnny Evans um, and Amati at centre back? Was it and then Danny Ward behind him in net who for a seven eight game spell was the worst keeper ever seen. Oh yeah. Um, but West Ham they, they haven't really been gutted. I mean the team's like on paper is incredible and if you look at the amount of money West Ham has spent, I think I I, I seen that a few weeks ago. I mean. I, I didn't realise who they brought in, but between Aguirre and Paqueta and um, who else he brought in this, this summer, Flynn Downs came in, uh, Skamaka um, came in. He was like 40, was he not? Yeah, I mean, Paqueta was like 50, wasn't he? Um, yeah, with Adams. Aguirre, 40, 50, whatever it was. I mean, yeah. I think Simon, he's... Simon Kier? Is, that, is he on that? I think he's been over 200. The German guy, PSG? I think he's... Oh, Kerr. Uh, C- Kerr, sorry, yeah. not Simon Kier. He's the, the Danish guy, guy. I was sorry. Thinking, was he gone? Yeah, Kerr, um, sorry. He's terrible, by the way. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think he's been, <laughs> been over 200 million um, yeah. in the past two windows. Yeah, and, and they've lost Dawson, which was a big player for them. And he's gone to Wolves, and they're a really good team yeah, with a really good coach. Yeah, silly. And then they just signed yesterday in the league table. I mean, Leicester have scored, Leicester scored more goals, 12 more goals than Chelsea. I mean, they've got a problem at the back. <laughs> but if a team can score goals, it gives you half a chance. I mean, teach us. <laughs> Maybe he can do that, but yeah, I I would agree with that. I think West Ham are struggling, and I think David Moyes is playing very uninspiring stuff. And yeah, I just I don't know the 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 team doesn't look good at the minute. And but they got really good players. I mean, are they still in Europe? I don't think no, I don't think they are. Mm, see, um, that's if they are not. Let in me Europe, just, just double check that. But I'm, that that's I'm, bad I'm, if they're not. Oh no, they are. They are. Sorry, they are. They play first night against AEK Larnaca. Oh, the Conference League. Where are they from? Should we ever guess Slovenia? Um, oh. Cyprus wow, nice uh, <laughs> yeah anyway West Ham have got a 100 million pound player supposedly 120 million pound player and Deckers he's not, they're not making him look like that no let's just put it that way and I think he'll be a player that will definitely want out so I don't, I, I don't think they get that though I, I don't think I genuinely don't think they get 100 million they maybe get 80 yeah I mean we, I think we all like the guy don't we um, I do he's a very likeable guy is he an hundred million pound player? No. Probably not. I mean, Casimiro's just gone for 70 million and he's won the fucking lot. Imagine if he was <laughs> his age, though. What he'd go for in today's market with... Yeah, but imagine... Yeah, but I mean... Right into context age, how big a player's Casimiro are. is age. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. It's mad. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, is there, is there anyone else there in that bottom seven, eight who you're, you're worrying for? Other than West Ham and Leeds we've just talked about a little bit. Yeah, so... Although I do think Southampton have picked up that win against Chelsea, they completely messed it up the week after by losing. I can't remember who they lost against off the top of my head. The, le, uh, sorry, Leeds. There you yes. go. Yeah, they lost against Leeds. And then again in the FA Cup against Grimsby, which I think is it's just bad juju, really. They won at the weekend, but Jekyll and Hyde form is not going to keep you up. And he wasn't good. I, I mean, I caught, yeah. I caught this game. Yeah. Um, they, they got a penalty out of nowhere um, when Warbrowse inexplicably missed it. I mean, the goal scorer, Alcaraz, I don't know if you've seen the, the challenge that he made about five minutes four, but he should have definitely been sent off. <laughs> He's madness. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, find it after this pod. Okay. He almost breaks someone's ankle. We'll um, put it on the socials. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll retweet it. It'll be out there on Twitter somehow. I mean, if VAR's not looking at that, I don't know what it's there for because it's something that happened really quickly and the referee obviously missed it, which I'm, so fine, I'm, fine, I'm fine with. But that was a big... It changed the game massively because he goes on to score literally five or four minutes later or whatever it was. And then in this game, I think Kalechi could have had a hat-trick if he, <laughs> if he didn't put in a two-out-of-ten performance. Alan Suter right at the end is the crossbar. Yeah. I mean... 
It wasn't, I don't think Leicester were good, but it was the more worthy team for winning. James Madison was trying his, his fucking best to make him score. Yeah, um, he he's, was. he's a brilliant player, by the way. Yeah, he's um, off in the summer, I believe. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'll take him at City tomorrow, is that honest? That's how high they are. I reckon, he goes, I reckon he goes too. Yeah, but that could be a good signing. But yeah, like we were saying about Southampton, they did get the three points, but... I'm worried about him. He wasn't good. No, wasn't I, good. As I remember at the start of the season, we did our predictions... And Southampton, I remember saying, who's going to score the goals for them? And I stand by that now. And I think that they are in a bad way with this streaky form. And you have to put a run together at this. But this is now final act of the season. We're in March. So you've really got to put something together now, a run of form, anything. You've just got to pick up points. And I know they've won at Chelsea, but that's an anomaly. They, they are going to lose convincingly against teams I do believe that because the squad is a championship squad in my opinion I, I really think it is and I think that the recruitment for a while has been quite poor at Southampton especially since the Pochettino days it's really gone downhill I, th- I think when you look at what they've done this summer it's a lot of long term kind of planning <laughs> and it's you can either look at it two ways you can either look at it and think they're planning for if they do get relegated that they can kind of come straight back up because we've seen that happen more often than not recently, aren't we? Like with Norwich and Fulham coming back up and Burnley look brilliant this season while they're going to come back up with some good young players. But at the same time, you can kind of think, well, you need a bit of a balance there. You can't just sign loads of inexperienced young lads. I mean, you've got some players that look good, Bazunu, Lavia, um, Bella Kotchup, they're all young lads and they look good good players. But for right now, maybe they need a bit more experience and a bit more ability to stay up because it's, it's worth its weight in gold and it's still in the Premier League you know that yeah lad 100% and and that's just a few young young players like Livermento as well he's a player that's on their books and these are people if Southampton staying in the Premier League are, are valued quite highly and they're definitely not going to stick around if these play if they ugh, excuse me if Southampton go down these players aren't going to stick around and why would they because they've they've left these big clubs with aspirations to play every week to get a move to a bigger club and and I don't think that they have the loyalty to stay around, and that's that's completely fine. Like they owe Southampton nothing. They they played for them for the best part of twelve to eighteen months, but like you said, it's all about the balance, and you've got to balance youth and experience. But the experienced players have got to be at this level, and I believe that the experienced players at Southampton, unfortunately for them, are championship level. I I bar someone of the ilk of like James Ward-Prowse I genuinely believe that's someone that puts out 10 out of 10 performances for them in terms of his energy his work rate he, he bleeds Southampton and I think that he's one of the very few that will do that, that for them this season and it's a shame really I said who's going to score the goals and I just think that Shea Adams is probably a top top end championship striker probably unfortunately for, for him and Saints and the Scottish national team Welcome back, listeners. It is that time of the episode, the time where you have a go. You pretend to be one of the Cookie Pod boys. Stan is in Saudi Arabia, as disclosed earlier, trying to get Cristiano to come back to Manchester. Embarrassing. Some, something tells me he won't do that. He's too busy watching Jake Paul fights and enjoying himself out there. So, yeah, it's going back to Patrick. Scoring back to... <laughs> you, you can't deny greatness. You cannot deny that he will start padding that league. You cannot deny it. You can only score what's in front of your cook. Yeah. And <laughs> no one else wanted it. Yeah. And everyone's just in that that in awe of him. They just don't want to defend. Exactly. But no, he's that, he is that good. He is that good. But Stan did say before he left for, for the progressive city of Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, 
Stan's words again. That is, that is a direct quote from Stan. We, we have to iterate that. that yeah, is Stan's yeah, that words. is his views, not ours. Yes. That he, he loves the Middle East. He does love the Middle East, and he is trying to invoke change. I don't know what he means, but we'll, we'll see anyway. But something that hasn't changed, Jim, Stan's absence when United lose a game. But Liverpool <laughs> have scored seven goals in the past three seasons. And the last time that they did it, Jim, they played Crystal Palace away from home, December the 19th, 2020. Oh. I want the 11 of the Liverpool side the last time they scored seven in the Premier League. Well, I mean, I don't want to say it's going to be easy, but it must be well, well, one of the easy ones. Over. Well, here's me embarrassing myself. Again. Well, like I said, there's a, there's a few... Um, I don't want to say banana skins because I don't want that to be taken out of context. But, <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's a few um, untied laces, shall we say. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, save yourself, but... Thank you. I will go with first... Do you know We'll go from the back. We'll go from that. We'll go for Alison at the back. Alison Becker was between the sticks. Yes. And as you can guess, it's probably... It is a 4-3-3. Well, he's clopping it. Yeah. That's what he likes. Uh, the 4-3-3. Um... We'll go with Trent. Trent was at right back. Yes. And do you know? And do you know what? I'm gonna go with Gomez. He was not there, oh. Joey Gomez. Okay, I'll go with Matip. He was there. Yes. Next to Trent. I'm trying to think. Was this the season that Van Dyke died? But I just go with Van Dyke. <laughs> Van Dyke wasn't there. He was. He was dead at this point. Mm, potentially. Yes, potentially. Um, I'll go with Nat Phillips. Oh, no, he wasn't oh. there. So, I mean, untied laces. Untied, yes, I've run out of centre-backs. Not the other one. Lovren left. He did leave. Who else did they have? A clue, it's not a centre-back. Oh, Fabinho might have played the... Oh, he did. Oh. Next to Matip. So, this was the season that Van Dijk did die. Untied laces. Yes. Um... I feel like left back's not going to be Robertson, but we'll go with Robertson. It was Robertson. Yes, that, was, just, that was a nice one. I just He's usually the one that's dropped and annoying with me when I bring him in fantasy. Yeah. I bring him in and then Simicast yeah. plays with some shit. Well, at this point, fuck knows who the cover was because it couldn't be trusted because this is probably one of the reasons Robertson got burnt out so bad last year. Yeah, possibly true. I can't even think of who, who it could have been, to be fair. Exactly. Um, right, midfield. Potentially, the lad that went to range, was it Flanagan? No, surely, surely not. not. Yeah, surely not. I don't think so. Okay. I think Milner might have played there a few times. Oh, that's a great shot. Or Moreno. Rest in peace. Not dead. Anyway, um, midfield three, mid- midfield, attacking three. Midfield three. All right, okay. They've played some fucking midfields, these men. They have. Um, let's go for... Let's go for James Milner. We just said James Milner. He's never present, man. Oh, he's currently not present in he's, this he's one. He's not present, the idiot. Right, he wasn't even in the squad. Uh, well, that that can say the downfall. Although they did seven 0 this game. Let's hope he was injured. <laughs> Let's go with Henderson. He was there. Yes, he Henderson. Was there. Henderson was there. Next to we can't have been Fabinho because he was at the centre back. Exactly. Well remembered. Well remembered. Um, next to not Thiago. Not Thiago. They're not signing by this point. One of these midfielders is still here. One of them has left. What? See, I was going to go with one of these, but I think he might have already left. We, we now them as he Oh, well left. done. Yeah, well done. well done. I, I thought he might have already left at this point. So we've got Wijnaldum and Henderson. And someone that's still and there. And someone that not Oxlade-Chamberlain. Oh, he was on the bench, but oh. no. 
Good shout though. What a bit shit have they got in midfield? Oh, and I do. I want to amplify that they have got some shit. Put it this way: he's gonna go for free at the end of the season. <laughs> oh great! <laughs> I really don't know who this is. And he, I believe, he started two games ago for Liverpool. Oh god! Oh, have he got midfield? Uh, I don't know. You can come back to it. I come back. Right, I was just gonna say Firmino. Oh, he played through the middle. False he's nine. Yeah. I had a feeling you could have played in midfield. Well, you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been far off. Um. Okay, Salah. He's never injured. He was injured, wasn't he? He was for this one. You're joking. No, he's on the bench. Was he? Yeah, he come on. Have they scored? Scored twice and set one up. Well, I've got to say how they scored seven. Off the bench. Off the bench. Okay, we'll go with, um, Mane. He played on the right. Scored once. Oh, he played on the right. That means they freed up space for Diego Jota. I don't believe Diogo he was there. Jota. I don't believe he was there at that point. Oh really? Yeah. I don't believe he was there. No, he wasn't. Origi. That's oh, he, was on, he was on the bench. <laughs> oh, no. He was on the bench. I'll give you a clue. He doesn't play for Liverpool I anymore. I made a big pull. He Origi. currently plays in Liga. In Liga. Um. It's a shame this is not Daniel Sturridge because it should have been. That is true. In another lifetime. And you've got his dog. <laughs> no comment. Allegedly. But if, he, if he's willing to pay up, I, I have got his dog. Yeah, I hope it ain't chips. And you can find me in the crow later. Fuck. Um, I'm going to need more clues. Yeah, he's I'm not struggling. on their books. He plays in Liga. He was at the World Cup in the summer with a nation that isn't in Europe or the Americas. Oh, there we go. I can't think of his name. Minamino. Yes, yes, Minamino. I didn't know he played in Liga. Oh, he currently plays for Monaco. How does he? Yeah, with Brian Borlo, Ben Yedder, Golovon, the boys. Come on, they, they look good in that little sash kit. Oh, lad, you don't even know. <laughs> okay, you... so we're missing a final boss. Um, apparently he's going to leave in the summer. Yep. <laughs> and he's very recent. Yeah, a lot of Liverpool fans do not like this player. Oh, really? Yeah. That, put it this way, no one is angling not, for a new contract. Not Curtis Jones. Oh, it's not, but that actually isn't a bad guess. Because oh, he came on in the league. He did, he did. And I thought, if anything else got embarrassing for Liverpool, it's you know what? I'm, I'm going to check if this guy... United, I'm going to check if this guy played against United. I don't, I could, I don't, I'm struggling. You know what? I'm struggling. <laughs> he was actually injured, which has been the story <laughs> of his Liverpool career. He was career. injured. It's been the story of his Liverpool career. I'll give you a clue. Go he on. plays for an African nation. Oh, Navi Keita. Navi Keita. Oh yeah, he did play the other day, and he was he was awful, wasn't he? he against was. um, who did he play against? He got dragged off. I think he got dragged off. I can't see that. I seen an athletic. Was it Wolves or Palace? Could have been Wolves. I seen an athletic article about it. Yeah. Jesus, Navi Keita. Yeah, that's a bit of a like I said. No, he's gonna go probably for free in the summer. A lot of Liverpool fans aren't keen. He, he's not. He's not very good, unfortunately. He cost sixty million pounds. About five years ago. I remember thinking he was going to be really good. So do I from IFM. Him and Minamino, both from IFM. I, I remember, weirdly. So when did they, did they sign him in... Five years ago. Was this a bit... Oh, five years ago. 2018. I don't know why, but I remember the Bundesliga YouTube channel went through a phase of putting on four games on YouTube. Was it a pandemic? No, no, it mustn't have been because it was when he played. Ah, yeah. yeah the, and... Um, and yeah, they did this like twelve days of Christmas thing, yeah. where they put on like the best games in the past like five years or ten years, whatever it was. And there was a game; it was like four three to to Leipzig against Bayern Munich. It was a sick game, and Nabi- Bayern won. Bayern no, no, Leipzig won four three. Oh, four. And Nabi Keita was 
I remember watching, I watched that game on YouTube and Navicaya was unbelievable. And this was like the season before Liverpool had signed him and I thought, he's, he, they're going to be even better than with him. He's just not done anything good. <laughs> no, he's always been injured. And that, that's what I was saying with the quite, like the clues obviously got easier towards the end, but he... Well, it's easy to forget about him. He's never fit. <laughs> he's never fit. And I mean, Liverpool, are, they'll probably be happy to see the back of him and Curtis Jones. One of your guesses is probably going to get some minutes off the back of it because he can't be trusted. And their midfield is about as thin as Ten Hag's are. And he's got no hair, guys. That was the reference. Baldy. <laughs> yes. But just to recap the team, the Liverpool team, just before we leave, we've got Alisson in goal, 4-3-3. Robertson, Fabinho playing at centre-back next to Matip. Trent Alexander-Arnold at right-back. Midfield three of Naby Keita, Jordan Henderson, who scored in this one. Jeannie Van Alderen. Takumi Minamino on the left, Roberto Firmino with a brace through the middle, Sadio Mane on the right, and Mohamed Salah coming off the bench to score two and set one up. So that was the last time Liverpool scored seven in the Premier League. Right, listeners, we have just done a little game there for you, and I've just thought of myself, a little impromptu game for Cook, and I know he likes his brothers across the pond. Oh, I do. And we know... Allegedly. That the MLS have just started up, <laughs> oh, hasn't it? it yes, has, it has. Phil Neville's into Miami at the top of the conference. Oh, FYI. I hope they go all the way. Yes, well, he was asked actually um, this week if it's too early for title talk, and he said it is. I mean, it is two games in season three, it's right. It is. A ridiculous question. <laughs> so, there's been a few new additions this year in, in the MLS. Expansion, whatever you can call it, um, and I'm going to set you a little challenge. Okay, brother. There's actually 29 um, active MLS teams. Okay. I'm going to give you a little a line, an over or under. I'm going to set it at 14 and a half. So I'm going to offer you. I'm going to ask you to name me more than half of the team. So if you get 15, you win my challenge, my MLS challenge. Oh, okay, okay. And if you get less, but if you get one wrong, then you lose the challenge. And I'm going to ask for. The exact name. You know they've all got. They're not called Town and yeah, 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 Rovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I've got so you. I've got you. yeah, I'm gonna ask you to name 15. Give you a little two minutes or so to do it. A little, a little impromptu challenge. So yeah, I'm gonna ask you to go right now. Okay, okay. Here we go. Okay, brother. Atlanta United. Yes, Atlanta United. Chicago Fire. Yes. DC United. Yes. Into Miami. Yes. Are you keeping count here? New York okay, Red Bulls. Yes. NYCFC. Yes. LA Galaxy. Yes. LAFC. Indeed. San Jose Earthquakes. Yep. Uh, Austin FC. Yes. Uh, Dal- FC Dallas. Yes. Nashville. I'd give you it, but we will come back to it. Which one, sorry? Nashville. Nashville. Uh, yeah, Nashville FC, something like that. It's Nashville SC, ah. but I will give you it. Okay, uh, so we're on 12. Yes. Uh, Sporting Kansas City. Yes. 13. Um, oh, no, nah, we're all good here. Uh, Portland Timbers. Yes. Philadelphia Union. Yes. That's 15. 15. All right, one more and you've won. Okay. I know you've already won, but one more and you've yeah, won. Yeah, Philadelphia Union. Um, Columbus Crew. Columbus Crew to Toronto FC, Montreal Impact. He's still going. I can, I, ah, Mon- I, I, see, Montreal Impact is where... Impact where, where, Club de Montreal. Where, where dis- yeah, there we go. He's there called, go. They're called, apparently they're now, they're now called CF Montreal, yeah. which is like 
Impact de Montreal and stuff yeah. like that. There's loads of new franchises and there is like I, th- I think it's either I think it's Louisiana. It's Saint Louis City. Yeah. So you've got them. You've so got... The, they they one of the new teams. Are yeah, they? they are one of the new yeah. ones. And Nashville new. Nashville, a couple of seasons old. You've got Charlotte FC as well, who hold the attendance record MLS. I think it's like ninety odd thousand. Oh really? Which is good. Um, but yeah, MLS it's it's a growing oh, league, yeah, obviously. And and I and it, as you can probably tell, I know my my MLS to to a point. I reckon I, I do reckon I could have got a, a good chunk of them out. I'm, I am wondering which ones I have missed, but. Yeah, I think if we got kept going there, you got them all. Yeah. Um, I did see something actually this weekend that it was something like the most. The fifth most watched or attended, I think it was attended. Yeah. League in, in the in like the oh. world th- th- oh, this, this weekend. Oh, it's growing. Oh, it's growing. 100%. Um, which it's, is exciting stuff. It's 100% growing, and the the fact that they're, they're potentially going to add, and I know we're waffling on a little bit about this, but they're potentially going to add massive franchises. Obviously, with Miami, Messi maybe is going to go there, which is going to be fantastic for the league. And then you've got potentially a Las Vegas franchise, which a superstar is definitely going to head. So that would be fantastic for the league. A Vegas franchise, I do believe, is the next big step because I, th- I think it's something like four of the last five MLS Cup winners have been non-founding teams that have won it. So I think we've had like three new winners in the past five years with NYCFC, Atlanta, and... Um, oh, shit, who was the last one? Fuck, can't remember off the top of my head. But a load of new winners... And the point is that there's money in that league. It's growing attendance-wise. Bigger superstars are going there younger. And it's a good stepping stone league to get to Europe for prospects. So, up the MLS. Welcome back, listeners. Unfortunately, it is that time of the episode where we do have to love you and leave you. But have no fear. I will tell you where you can find us when we're not around making pods. So... You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram using the handle Cookie Podcast, followed by the number one. You can follow us on YouTube in clip format, just search in Cookie Podcast Clips. We're available on TikTok as well. You can search us by using the handle The Cookie Podcast. And we're also available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or our host platform, Anchor FM. If you're enjoying the pod, give us a five-star review wherever you get them. Leave us a nice review. Tell us what we're doing well. Tell us what we're doing not so well. Any feedback's appreciated. And like I said, if you are enjoying it, pass it to a family member, pass it to a friend, and spread the love of the cookie pod. So it's been episode 170. Can you believe it? And that's the way the cookie crumbles. See you there.